Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 81 of Solid Saturday. The guest we have today, Suzanne Tedry, works as an infrastructure specialist for Azure, Microsoft's cloud computing platform. Suzanne is also the author of the critically acclaimed book, Women of Color in Tech for John Willie and Sons. Fiercely committed to increasing the participation of women and people of color in STEM, professional opportunities, Suzanne performs community service work for several nonprofits, including serving on the Advancing Tech Talent and Diversity Executive Council for CompTIA. Suzanne is a producer and host for the upcoming Willie Diversity in Tech webinar series. Suzanne is the winner of CompTIA's 2020 Diversity Technology Leader Spotlight Award for her advocacy for increased diversity, equity, and inclusion in the tech industry. Sounds like amazing. And as uh, we are moving towards more artificial intelligence world, cloud, cloud computing is one of the interesting areas. And I'm glad that we have somebody who is a infrastructure specialist for Azure. So let's just welcome her and hear more about her career journey. How did she find her area of interest and managing to lead that? Hey, hi, Susan. Very happy to have you on the show and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. Thank you so much, Michelle. So happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate your time. Moving towards our first section is about passion or the interest, which is kind of a general segment for all the guests. So how did you find your interest in technology, specifically cloud platforms, and what steps did you take to pursue your passion or find a particular field in a technology as a career? What motivates you to be where you are today? Yeah, uh, so growing up, I was always interested in computers and technology. Uh, as a child, I would play with any computers or electronics that my dad would bring in. I would also take them apart to see how they would work, much against what my, my parents would have preferred. But uh, it's always intrigued me. And um, even though I didn't pursue uh, my technical career until later on in life, um, it was always just something I was passionate about. And into my particular field in cloud computing, what I enjoy the most about it is that uh, cloud computing is both a business conversation as it is a technical conversation. Uh, definitely need an understanding of how computer networks work, so how computers talk to one another and communicate with one another when they're not physically in the same place, mm -hmm. as well as understanding um, when it makes sense to migrate some of your workloads to the cloud or when it makes more sense to keep them in a physical location and it's very unique depending on what your needs are what your goals are and what you want to accomplish uh, getting into cloud computing for me uh, was through my technical sales internship at ibm uh, where i got to meet with many of my clients who you know heard about cloud computing but weren't entirely sure well what does that mean for for me uh, so learning a lot from them doing a lot of research as well as study and getting certain cloud certifications uh, so that's kind of how i i segued into cloud computing um, what motivates me is i i always love helping someone solve a problem mm -hmm. i always love helping see them come from a place of I have a problem and I don't know where to start or begin. And 
be that trusted advisor to get them to their ideal state. Uh, so seeing the, the fruition of that is, is what motivates me and drives me for uh, success in my role. Yeah. That's, that's, there are not too many points that you have mentioned. First is getting into that kind of a mentorship where you got an opportunity to learn as well as taking the uh, parallel education to educate yourself more on those specific fields. So those are very important things along the career or when you find your passion to grow in that particular area. So thank you so much for sharing. Moving towards our next segment is about questions from the audience. And we have two questions shortlisted for you. First question is, how can Azure infrastructure help organizations to be more digitalized? Yeah, so uh, for those that might not be aware of Microsoft Azure, uh, it is a cloud computing platform that has over 400 services that include things in infrastructure, such as virtual machines, networking, and storage. Um, so for infrastructure specifically, what it can help businesses and anyone else that's interested do is really utilize the, uh, the quickness of cloud um, and the elasticity of cloud, meaning if you have a small project that you know is only going to take a couple of days or a couple of weeks, uh, virtual machines and the like give you the capability of running up those machines very, very quickly. And then once the project ends, winding down, meaning no physical servers that you need to buy, no fiddling around with networking or, or anything to that effect. So for businesses and people alike, it helps you to be more efficient. Um, and it also is the gateway for uh, using more innovative technologies such as data and AI, um, mm -hmm learning um, and application development. So uh, using the infrastructure services on Azure really can set you up to be more efficient and more innovative. Yep, yep. Thank you so much for sharing that and hope we will see more digitalized world actually in the coming years. Uh, moving towards our next question under that same segment is, what is an effective cloud strategy for any organization? The most effective cloud strategy is really understanding what it is you're trying to accomplish before purchasing any services or migrating any workloads or, or things of that nature. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in, the, in our conversation, the way how cloud will look for one person is not going to be the same for another. There may be budgetary constraints. There may be uh, industry constraints. Um, mm -hmm. any, any business that happens to be highly regulated is going to have more considerations than others. Uh, thinking about cloud security, making sure that uh, you know you're, any, there's no holes between you and the provider in mm -hmm. making sure your data and your infrastructure is always secure. So the best strategy is not necessarily just using a cookie cutter approach and trying to apply that to your particular situation, it's actually the opposite. It's taking in all these considerations first and foremost, um, and then you know trying to work through what the ideal state would be. And if you are not aware of what that is, uh, finding someone that you trust, um, company that you trust, or an advisor to really walk you through what would be the, the best way for you to approach said strategy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really very uh, insightful, actually, and uh, best effective strategy to have. Obviously, it is an evolving journey, so you can't just straight away say that. But the way you said it, it is very well. So thank you so much for sharing. Moving towards our next segment is more or like a fun segment where I'm going to give you three keywords which are more or associated with your profile. And you have to just tell me, you know, whatever comes to your mind. It can be a replacement keyword. It can be an abstract definition or anything. It just, you know, whatever come instinct to you when you hear those words. So are you ready? (laughs) So the first word that we have is strategy. Crucial. Uh, you, <laughs> uh, you, you need a you need a strategy um, before doing anything with with cloud computing. Um, not so much just from a, a standpoint of spending too much money, um, but mm-hmm. also setting yourself up, uh, you know, for security breaches or or the like. So uh, everyone needs one uh, when it comes to cloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the second word is communication. Um, Overcommunication is never a bad thing. Rather <laughs> <laughs> yeah, than you know keeping that communication gap, it's better to over communicate. Yeah, I think sometimes people feel like you know if you're just very uh, straight and to the point that it, you know um, it, it gets things done quicker. But mm-hmm. what I have found is that sometimes that strategy has meant that certain key conversations or pieces of information weren't communicated. And then the next thing you know, you're, you're at a critical juncture in a project and like, oh, wait, I didn't know that. That changes everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So thank you so much for sharing. And one more word that we have, the last one third, which is writing. Uh, personal. Um, I, uh, I had the opportunity to, um, write a book called Women of Color in Tech, and a, a lot of it was based off of my own experiences transitioning into, uh, the technology industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you're, you're writing and you're giving advice, you start thinking about your own past experiences, the things that you really admired, the things mm-hmm. that you wish you could have done better, um, and you're doing it for the standpoint of helping others to be successful. And um, it was it was truly a personal and, and almost cathartic experience for me go, writing the book from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just a very deeply personal process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are going to explore more in the next segment about that book as well. So thank you so much for sharing and being the impromptu in this particular section. Moving towards our next segment, which is about exploring your career work or volunteering. And just because of the time limit, I'm going to keep it only with one question. We, you already mentioned, actually, it is more or like a personal journey to write a book from a scratch. And you have written a book on women of color in tech. So why do you see that need to write about it explicitly? And how do you think society should change the way we think, act, and express? and value person skills. Basically, uh, would you like to you know, uh, tell more about a book and message you tried to spread through it? Sure, absolutely. So the, the, the message of the book for me is specifically for women of color who either may be starting a technical career or perhaps uh, changing into a career in tech like I did, um, understanding what tech is there's a lot of misconceptions that tech careers are, are just strictly defined to um, 
you know, computer programming or mm -hmm. um, uh, talking about network engineering or, or traditional IT roles. And the way how technology has changed, there's so many career options available that you know don't require coding if, if you don't want to, or um, if you're really interested in the human computer interaction piece, or, you know, user experience design, um, data science, a lot of those things are, are available in our, in our technical careers just as much as, as programming is. So really trying to expand the pie of their understanding of what it means to be in tech and also talking about how do you get ready for those careers. Mm -hmm. um, people think it's it's strategic, it's just strictly a four-year degree, mm -hmm. but it could be a number of different uh, professional development and academic opportunities that you can pursue. Uh, so hackathons, boot camps, um, and the like. So just really expanding that kind of uh, conversation with regard to how do you get the skills and how do you get in front of people to get said jobs. Um, I was very explicit in wanting to spread this message because um, although I am newer to the, the technology industry, I have noticed that for the past several decades, we keep having this conversation about bringing more women of color in technology mm -hmm. professions. Um, and while we've made progress, we're still not at a place where we're like, this is, these are good numbers, this is great. And so I think this is something, a conversation that we need to keep having and really pushing people to you know, get better at this. Like, let's, let's start making some actions rather than talking about you know, in the abstract, what the problem is. Um, I also think it's important for how we approach this. Uh, a lot of people feel like this is the, the, the right thing to, to do. And I genuinely believe that as well. But I also think it's really important for people to understand that diversity in technology, including having women of color, um, is important for all businesses within tech. Um, it is a business imperative, and the only way to, to be successful is having the most uh, diverse talent that we can you know, possibly have. Thank you so much for sharing, and that is definitely a valuable book. I would encourage audience to check as well. Moving towards our next segment, which is more about the tips and advice. So any tips or advice would you like to give to the students or professionals who are looking to get into this technology, particularly cloud computing, and wanted to grow in this particular area and looking this as their long-term career option? Sure. Um, so anyone that is specifically uh, looking to get into uh, cloud uh, computing, one of the things that I definitely recommend is spending time getting acquainted with the major cloud platforms that are there. Uh, so that includes Microsoft Azure, but that also includes Amazon Web Services, Google Cloud Platform, and IBM Cloud. Uh, each of those companies offer uh, free tiers to be, you know, let you play around with uh, their different environments and try out new services, but they also provide you education as well. So what is cloud computing? Um, what is cloud security? What you know? What are what are, what are all of these you know terminology you know concepts um, for you to understand? So I think that is usually the best place to start in in getting that base level of understanding of what cloud computing means. Um, there's also associations that are really helpful in deepening your your knowledge. So the ones for me that come to mind are the Cloud Computing Association, uh, the Cloud Security Alliance 
and the cloud native uh, council, oh, sorry, cloud native computing uh, foundation, mm -hmm. um, which specifically focuses on um, services and, and infrastructure that are completely on the cloud as opposed to something that might be a mix between physical and, and cloud. So I think those are the, the best places to start to get not only that that basic the basic concepts underneath, but the um, really understanding where the industry is and where you might want to take your cloud career. Mm -hmm. That's great advice to have. So thank you so much for sharing. And it was very much particular. Uh, so I would encourage people actually to follow the way uh, Suzanne has mentioned, if you are planning to build your career in the cloud computing, definitely uh, you have to grow in a manner that you, know, you will learn with academics as well as the some of the practical experiences. So thank you so much for sharing and uh, moving towards our closure segment, which is more or about the leadership. And I can truly say that actually, the way you are talking, definitely you are leading your area of interest. So what is your leadership style and any specific leader that you always follow or admire and why? Sure, uh, so I look at leadership for myself as being, more of the, the servant leader. So really thinking about when I'm helping people or groups of people, how how do I best serve them? What what are their their needs and how can I either help them or at the very least if I'm not in a capacity to do it, how do I use my my network, my resources and my privileges uh, to help them get to the next level of whatever it is that they may be doing. Um, so always just keeping the people that I'm serving in mind first more than anything else. Um, for me, I've been really lucky to have wonderful um, leaders and mentors in my career. Um, one such person is uh, my former manager at uh, IBM Cloud, um, who really instilled in me how important it is not only to care about people uh, professionally, uh, but to really care about people personally as well. So thinking about you know, their career goals, thinking about what may be going on with themselves and their family. Um, so really getting um, holistic in the approach of, of how you get to know people and in turn, how do we, how do we help them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a very valid point actually. And any leader that you always follow or admire? Uh, absolutely. Uh, so the one person actually that I, I always think of, and, and this actually isn't a person that is in tech, but um, someone that I've admired um, since I was uh, um, really, really young, it's uh, Melody Hobson, who happens mm -hmm. to be the uh, president of Aerial Investments. Uh, she is someone who has um, beaten the odds um, in terms of, you know, growing up in poverty, um, working her way from the mailroom all the way to being president of the organization, and always just having this drive of just, you know, bettering myself, not taking things, um, disappointments and failures personally, but learning from them, and to just keep moving. And you know those are very very important uh, leadership traits because life will life and work will give you so many things <laughs> that, that are just not very straightforward to deal with and you know very challenging and you know for all of those really difficult points it's really important to know that this is a moment in time that will pass and that each experience is making you to be the better leader in the future. 
<laughs> yeah thank you so much for sharing and uh, those are really very important points when it comes to the leadership the way you mentioned right it is always uh, you learn actually and life is always challenging but when you meet right people um, you grow further and uh, this is something uh, we are trying to give the message to the audience as well through this solid saturday that you know it's important that kind of a leadership or the mentorship you work under to grow in that particular area and how important it is to get into those kind of you know uh, proper mentors and leaders so thank you so much for sharing and specifically uh, highlighting your personal uh, achievements as well as your personal experiences throughout your career so really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show once again and really enjoyed our conversation thank you so much thank you truly enjoyed being a guest thank you thank you so much sir Okay, so that is all about Suzanne and the way she is leading her area of interest. Before we close this episode, I'm going to have a closure quote as per our tradition, which is from Audre Lorde, and the quote says, "It is not our differences that divide us; it is our inability to recognize, accept, and celebrate." those differences so on that quote we are closing today's episode see you guys in the next episode until we meet happy leading let's lead together stay safe bye for now